Welcome to the Wealthstream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Stream with Samantha Petrozinski from Hightower Great Lakes. Samantha, it's so good to be back with you. How are you? Eric, I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? I am wonderful. I'm, I'm having a good time. We're talking about some good stuff, positive things today. You know, most of these podcasts are positive, but you're talking about some salary increases, which is always a good thing to look forward to, right? Absolutely. In my opinion, I think it is. And today I thought we'd focus on how we help clients save more and reach financial independence sooner. And we often call that your freedom point, the point mm. when you are financially free to do what you want. And I am here to help you get there faster. So you said freedom point, right? Yes, that is correct. You help them reach their freedom point. The funny thing is, is that being on this podcast, as long as I have with Tim, I've learned so much. And I know Tim, one of the things that he's said time and time again is there are some times when he has to tell clients, please spend your money, <laughs> have some fun. You have the funds. You have the ability to take that trip you want to take. You have that ability to do that thing you want to do or bless that child that you want to, or grandchild or charity. And it's hard to get them to spend the money because maybe some concerns. And so I love the fact that you're kind of labeling it freedom point where, where they can finally breathe that sigh of relief and say, okay, we're good. And so now we can do the things that we want to do. Yes. And Tim and I always love it. We kind of joke that we live vicariously through our clients. Yes. So we love to hear that they're enjoying their retirement, you know, have reached the point of financial independence that they can do the things that they enjoy and love to do in retirement. Okay. And that's, this is an interesting topic to have right now to release this podcast when you are, because inflation is a big concern right now right? And this is, we're not throwing out fear mongering stuff. This is just truth, right? Inflation is, is, is pretty rampant. And also the interest rate has gone up. And so all these things are playing together. How do you help people find that freedom point in this environment? Yes, I can agree with you too, Eric, that even with myself and with our clients, we're feeling the pressure of inflation. Mm -hmm. Groceries and gas are costing more and even alongside a very tight labor market, it's hard to find people to work. The great resignation, there's a lot of companies and employers looking for workers, but they're requesting you know, more additional money or other desired benefits. And a lot of the times when we work hard, you know, we're successful that we might get a, a raise, you know, an additional bonus. A lot of the times it's not often on par with inflation, typically, you know, less than 5%. So although it may be exciting to be rewarded with a higher paycheck, I want to ensure that our clients and our listeners know that it's important to plan how you're going to allocate the extra money if you're not spending it on higher living expenses. So I'm very excited to you know, help our listeners not fall into the trap of bad financial habits and allowing them or helping them direct that additional money towards their financial goals. So I thought you know, I'd share some tips on how you can manage your finances after a raise, whether they're big or even small. I would love that. Let's so do it. All right. So I thought the first thing that really I personally look at or 
would recommend people consider is to figure out how much your raise changes your take-home pay. Mm -hmm. And doing so really helps you get into the right mindset. Because if we talk about maybe a larger raise, think of, you know, if you expect to receive a bonus at the end of the year, you know, you can potentially use that to accelerate your financial goals. Why maybe you might receive a smaller raise, such as a cost of living adjustment that most employees tend to, you know, receive as somewhat of a salary increase, but that may not amount to much of your paycheck. So it's important to kind of calculate. There's online paycheck calculators out there that help you estimate how much you will receive after taxes. I personally, when I received my first salary increase, I waited for my first paycheck after the raise to see how much I actually received mm -hmm, mm -hmm. after taxes, after 401k deductions, health insurance. So it really gave me an opportunity to step back and think about, okay, you know, how much I was receiving extra per month and how I can utilize it. And typically I always used a good rule of thumb was to try to save at least 70, 75% of every raise. So while it's okay to set aside a small amount for yourself or use a portion of your raise for something fun, I never wanted to get in the habit of constantly spending more after each raise just because I had more money. So I thought I'd segue and ask you, Eric, in the past, if you've ever received a salary increase or raised, how did you go about that process or did you have a plan in place to kind of, you know, review on a monthly basis what you can use that additional cash flow for? Oh, man. <laughs> I was afraid you're going to ask me this. I, I, I have a perfect example of a failure in this arena. So way back in 2000, the year 2000, my wife and I had applied in, uh, to, to work at a nonprofit. And in fact, that's why I'm here in, in Nebraska currently. And we were hired by that nonprofit and part of the, so let's just call it the salary and compensation the salary for the two of us together was $50,000. That was huge for us back then because that increased our wages by a, quite a bit, right? So that's number one. But number two, the, the nonprofit we were working at provided our housing. It also provided all the food we would eat. It also provided a vehicle. And, and, and the vehicle, uh, it, they also had their own gas station, right? So we didn't have to pay for gas unless we were doing something on our personal time. We didn't have to pay for a vehicle unless we were going to take our own personal vehicle. Living, you know, we didn't have to pay rent. So I remember talking with my father before we moved from Washington state to Nebraska for this, this charity. And I thought this is going to be amazing that we are going to be set up so well, because without all these other expenses, we're going to be able to save. And I, I think I even told him, I said, we're going to at least be able to save $25,000 a year because we don't have any of these other bills, no electric bills, no gas bills, none of it. Right. Guess how much we saved. <laughs> Eric, almost I hope nothing. it's a good answer. <laughs> almost nothing, right? Because with that increase came a better vehicle because mm -hmm. we bought a newer vehicle because our vehicles were really old and kind of run down. So we, we bought a newer vehicle. So there, there's another payment, right? We went out to eat more and we did, when we had our time off, we would go out and watch movies and, and get away and so on and so forth. We didn't save anything, right? Except for like the 401k, we maxed out our 401ks. We did that right. But as far as the the extra income, the extra cash flow that was going into our bank account, we didn't do squat. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I looked back on that after a couple of years. I'm like, what have we done? We, what do we have to show for it? Newer furniture, a bigger TV, uh, a newer car, and not a whole lot more with savings except for the 401k plans. 
Yeah, and I can definitely relate. I have fallen victim to wanting to splurge more on purchases when I receive like a raise. Mm-hmm. And what I do in that moment is I try to be proactive. I, I take a step back and I think about the items that may make my life more comfortable or make me happier, but in the sense that I'm not just spending more because I can, but allowing that additional cash flow to align with my values and goals. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's exceptionally important to have a budget, have a plan, have goals that you are working towards, because if you do end up wanting to splurge maybe on your fun discretionary income, you don't have that buyer's remorse because you know you're working towards or put that additional cash for cash flow towards a, a plan. And so when I think about or I talk about a budget, it's essential since your ability to really manage your cash flow directly impacts your ability to achieve your financial goals. So setting those goals gives you that motivation to stay on track. And a well-thought-out plan, something that I can certainly help you with and help our clients with, is the roadmap to achieving your financial goals. When you have these three items in place, it's much easier to know how you should allocate that additional cash flow when you do get increases year over year or even before the end of the year. But really, it comes down to being disciplined. Set Mm -hmm. rules ahead of the time, how to treat raises or other unexpected money. Um, For example, I always allocated a certain percentage to increase my savings. So if I got a raise, I ensure that the first thing I did was increase my savings. Or in, in some cases, people might have debt, maybe paying a little bit more or paying off that debt a little bit sooner will help you in the long term. And then, of course, for those who might have charitable intent, so I always love giving back. I always try to set aside additional cash flow that I can give to the charities that you know I enjoy contributing to. And also, you can't forget to just have a certain percentage for fun. It's okay to reward yourself, but just ensuring that you have a plan, you know, your your discipline will certainly help you more in the long term when it comes to receiving maybe more you know, bonuses or salary increases in the future. So Eric, I, I can promise you I was one to, to kind of be victim to that, but you know, it it's shows a lot if you can stay disciplined and kind of stay on track with the plan that you, know, you kind of think about year over year for yourself. Well, that, that's the difference between those two words, idea and plan. We had great ideas right? Mm -hmm. In discussing it with my father, I had all these ideas of what could happen. We had zero plan, no planning whatsoever. We didn't sit down and and talk about that stuff. In the last podcast that you did, uh, which was a couple of weeks ago, you actually also spoke about HSA savings. You you spoke about FSA, which is flexible spending accounts. If those are options for people, they they can allocate some of that raise or some of that extra money to those things. So again, it just helps you more for the future and it builds up, right? Without that plan, exactly what you're talking about, that money goes away so quickly on just dumb stuff. Well, for me, it did. It was just, it was just silly stuff that we didn't truly need. We were just, it was so easy to justify those purchases. And I feel like it's easy, as you mentioned, to kind of work through and talk about, you know, the ideas or the options that are available But where I feel where I help the most for our clients is helping them execute that plan, ensuring that they're staying on track, that they're being disciplined. And it's easier said than done. It takes some work, but that's where I feel like we're great partners in our clients' lives to help them maintain that path and to continue them to be on track. 
And really that's kind of segueing into, again, you know, what approaches can you take? Or, you know, if you expect to receive maybe a smaller raise this year or you hit your performance targets and will receive a really big bonus before the end of the year, you know, what approaches or what ideas and options do you have to really best utilize that cash flow? And certainly with small raises, um, again, cost of living adjustments, for example, may not amount to much of an increase in your take-home pay, but consider using them to increase maybe contributions to your employer-sponsored plan, so tax-deferred plans. If you have automatic saving contributions or debt payments, increase those before the money touches your hand. So typically, for example, in my personal situation, I have it where regardless if I receive a raise or not, I have an automatic increase on my 401k savings each year. So it's out of mind, out of sight. I know that continually, even if I'm being lazy or ignore it one year, I know that it's automatically going to increase because my goal is future savings, retirement. That's kind of the the focus that I'm trying to build my wealth right now. And then for example, there may be listeners out there that say you received a 3% raise, you could increase your 401k contributions by another 1-2%, for example. You know, a small amount goes a very long way and builds up over time and can be beneficial for your long-term growth. Um, So it's, you know, you might say, oh, well, it's just, you know, smaller, but really you can make a long-term difference for your long-term plans with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, little tiny things make huge differences, right? A little pebble rolling down a hill, you know, it talks about knocking other pebbles loose and all of a sudden you have an avalanche. That's the hope and the goal in a very positive way financially. If you have those little pebbles that you're putting away and they they gather some steam, it, it can pay off huge down the road. Right. And then it's, even if it's not a smaller raise, I think about, you know, what if you expect a big bonus at the end of the year? And again, for example, I've fallen victim if I know I'm getting a big bonus at the end of the year, What? how do I redirect it? How do I best utilize this money? And I can tell you, it's never been buying treats or toys for my dog. She rips those up. <laughs> it's never, you know, the extra additional cat trees for my cat who doesn't use them. I've learned over the years that that is not how I should best utilize or allocate my raises. Um, so I hope, you know, if any listeners can relate to there, we can kind of talk about some other options especially assuming if your lifestyle is comfortable, you can use large raises to accelerate savings, as we talked about, or especially debt payments. Prioritizing building an emergency fund is also essential. And if if we can talk a little bit more about paying off high interest rate debt. Mm. So repaying what you own, owe faster is one of the best ways to get ahead financially. Because if we take a look at it, It's essentially a no-risk investment guaranteed your return is the money you won't have to spend on interest. And that peace of mind, knowing that this burden is off your back, is very freeing. It's not only freeing in the peace of mind aspect, but it frees up money in your budget, which is essentially, if you think about it, another pay raise. So I really like that idea, and as clients come to me, is if they're already setting aside enough for savings, You know, there's no really major short-term expenses that maybe they can utilize the funds for. It's really focusing and honing down on the the debt, especially if it's high interest rate. That can really set you back, especially if you do have savings goal. 
So it's really important in what I try to prioritize a lot with my clients if they're in that situation. It's also valuable to kind of think about, okay, if I do get a raise, especially if it's a larger bonus at the end of the year, just make sure you're revisiting, especially if you work with a CPA or accountant, to revisit you know, income tax withholding. Or if you're going to be in a higher tax bracket next year, there's opportunities, as I mentioned in other podcasts, to really minimize your tax liability for the year. And so one of the key things I, I thought I'd ask you, Eric, is, you know, have you had any success stories or run into opportunities in the past where you were able to use a, a bonus or a raise to pay down debt or accelerate your savings at all? Well, it, quite honestly, it just happened this last year. We it, it didn't have to do with pay from a job, so it, it doesn't exactly apply to this, but it's the same thing for anybody who's receiving a large bonus. And I want to I, I want to come back to the tax planning part of it here in a moment with you because of that last podcast you did of year end review items. Um, but my wife and I sold a home. We 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 owned two homes, and so we sold one and moved into the other. The one we moved into currently, I've had as a rental for twenty years. Uh, we decided to go ahead and move into it because it was vacant, and that put us in a position to pay off all our debts. Right, so that was paramount for us to do that with all the different types of debts that we had. We didn't have a ton, but I mean, for instance, I'll just mention Best Buy. I use that a lot for, for computers and, and technology stuff, obviously, but I had a card out there and we were just paying our regular payment. And I looked at it one day, I'm like, they have increased this thing to like 24%. And I, I was just blown away by how I was just, just didn't even know it. I didn't even realize how high that interest rate was on that card. And so I immediately just paid it off. And that felt so good. And and we paid off our vehicles and I just received the titles in the, in the mail the other day. What a good feeling that is, right? So if somebody has an opportunity to pay down, maybe not all their debt, but just like you said, take that, utilize that bonus instead of buying that toy, which like I said, I, I didn't, I fell victim to myself years ago by having that big raise. But if you take that, man, what a, what a snowball effect that'll be for the future, not to have those interest rates, not to have that debt that you're continually paying on and losing money to a credit card company or a bank. Right. Yeah. It's crazy how much, and when you actually take the time to look at some of the interest rates, how high they are. And to think that for the last couple of months, you know, you were paying that any opportunity, even a little bit, as we mentioned, just to kind of help pay that down and pay it down sooner will definitely help with cash flow, you know, freeing that up for the future so you can focus on savings or focus on maybe a vacation that you want to take. And that's why I think, you know, while all the points above that we kind of talked about, you know, we're making the most out of your pay raise, please don't forget to reward yourself. You know, you deserve it. It's important to reward yourself, especially if you receive the bonus for, you know, meaning and accomplishment. You know, you don't have to feel bad about it. You deserve it. It's just something where you want to be smart about it. This can mean, again, setting a small portion as your fun money. If you expect to go on a vacation with your family, I personally kind of my fun money is if I'm not spending it on my dog and cat, what I value is my family time. Mm -hmm. So even if it's paying for a dinner for me to sit down with my parents to just chat for, you know, an hour or two once a week. To me, that's very important. That's my fun money. But I know I already crossed all my I's and or I already crossed all my T's and my I's. So I value that I shouldn't feel guilty about rewarding myself because I know that rather than spending money for the sake of spending money, 
I'm doing it for something I really enjoy. And that's why I want to encourage, you know, our listeners and clients to do the same. But if you need help with a plan, if you need to talk through their ideas, I'm willing to meet with you and kind of review those things to ensure that, you know, you're confident with the plan in place so you can meet those goals. Here's the thing. Tim and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast. Anybody who wants to get in shape, if they have a personal trainer, that personal trainer is going to hold them accountable to the plan that they come up with. The diet part of it, the exercise part of it, the consistency part of it, all of those things, that's what you hire a coach for or a trainer. And that accountability piece that comes from you and your team is invaluable because once you sit down and make that plan and you're able to say, okay, I'm going to hold you to this because you're telling me that this is what you want to do in five years and 10 years long-term for retirement, whatever that is, whatever the, 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 the time horizon is, being able to check on them, being able to say, hey, are we on point? How have you done with this goal? How have you done with this plan? Everybody needs that. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that couldn't use somebody in their corner encouraging them and saying, hey, let's make sure we stick to the plan because remember, this is what your goal is. This is what you're really looking forward to. And I want to help you get there. Absolutely. And for all the listeners out there, if you were fortunate to receive a raise recently, use it wisely. And I'm here to help you stay in the right money mindset, maybe pick some goals and execute a plan that can help you use your salary increases to accelerate your path towards financial independence. Absolutely. And they can't do that without talking to you. So how do they get a hold of you? Please feel free to give me a call or contact me via phone. So my direct line is 219-246-5709. Or you can also email me at spetrzinski at hightoweradvisors.com. Fantastic. Samantha, great information. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I know there's a ton of resources on the website people can go to, uh, but I just appreciate all the great information you brought today. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Eric, and I appreciated the time. Thank you so much. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the WealthStream podcast with Samantha Petrzynski. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Samantha comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the WealthStream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Associates, LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. 
Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates, make no representations or warranties express or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.